You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Built on the Rock, a radio show dedicated to helping couples, engaged dating, and married couples to build their relationships on the rock that is Jesus Christ. I am Father Brito Buckmans. I'm here in the studio, and uh, I'm connecting with our co-host, Sandy Labuvi. We are calling from home, from her home. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning, Father Brito. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, it, it felt nice to be driving into the city. You know, we are all locked up inside, and even though the city looks a little bit deserted, it was nice to see the city and see the people. Uh, you know, we are all trying to strive for some kind of normalcy in the midst of this pandemic. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, gosh, of course. And it's gone on much longer than anyone would have imagined. Uh. I mean, it's just crazy. I got to say, though, it was it was nice this weekend. Speaking of um, some elements of normalcy, it was really nice to be able to turn the football game on yep. with two teenage boys. I'll tell you, in my home, um, usually you could uh, you could hear the sounds of the football games on on Sundays during this time of year. So it was actually it was nice that uh, we were able to experience that again. Although even um, even though we were able to watch our our favorite Chicago Bears play and squeak out a victory in the mm-hmm. last moment. Right. <laughs> um, it was still so evident how things really just aren't normal. We had the game on, and I remember early on in the game talking to my boys because you could see there was no one in the stands, really. Yep. I mean, the stands were empty, but they were piping the sound of the crowd into I the know, game. I know. So as you watched it, it felt like you were listening to a normal game, and for a moment you could almost get lost in that. Um, and then you'd realize, wait a minute, there's nobody there. So I just even wonder how that feels for the players to play in that kind of an environment. You're used to the crowd. and Yeah, I know, I know. A, but I'm sure they get yeah. lost in the, in the heat of the moment, the game, I'm I, sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm not an NFL playing. player, but I would yeah. I would imagine it feels very different, even though on some level we have a little bit of our normalcy back. I'm sure it still feels very different for them. Right, right. I, I, I really, you know, we human beings have great strength for survival. You know, we try to deal with whatever comes and try to survive. And that is what we are doing. But I don't think that God wants us to grit and bear it. Mm. And, you know, three days ago, we just celebrated the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross. Yes. The whole idea of the cross. Jesus didn't have to go to the cross, but he did out of love for us. And I think this pandemic has proved to be a cross. Because what is a cross? Cross is not the suffering that we bring upon ourselves. Cross is that inescapable suffering, inevitable suffering that we can't avoid 
and it comes to us no matter what. And this pandemic right. has been, we have no control over it. Either we can fight it and we can do nothing about it or accept it and do the best we can. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are trying to do that, but we should put our trust in the Lord. Like we said it in that show, you know, you know, when the last show we had in the in the studio here, when we interviewed that couple, um, you know, we we all tried to do the best we can. Right, right. Well, I think that's a perfect segue into uh, talking about that show. That was all the way back in February yeah. when we had interviewed that incredible couple, Joe and Siobhan Howe. Yep. That was just such an enjoyable interview. Um, it's been some time, so maybe for the benefit of our listeners probably even for you and I, Father Berto, why don't I just recap a little yeah, bit about that show? I think it'll huh? be good to get a quick summary of what they said. Yeah, yeah, well, we, it was just so nice getting to know them. They began by telling us how they, <clears throat> excuse me, how they came to know each other, which, interestingly enough, it seems the Cubs, uh, Chicago Cubs, played a critical role <laughs> in that they had seasons, tickets, and mutual mm -hmm. friends, and, and that's what brought them together. So that's proof that God will use anything, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but eventually, Joe professed a crush to Siobhan after years of, of friendship or knowing each other through these mutual friends. Um, and ultimately, it led to what they refer to as their Africa story. If you remember... Oh, yeah, I do, that, I do. Yeah, uh, Siobhan had explained to us how back in October of 2003, they climbed Kilimanjaro together. Unbelievable, yes. I can't even imagine. I mean, what a highlight. And and the story is really entertaining. As she explained it, she made sure to point out that Joe had mentioned to her that on this trip, by the way, I'm not proposing to you. He just wanted that out there because, you know, maybe out of respect because maybe women's minds can run with this a little bit. Uh -huh. They were obviously very much in love. Um, so then after Kilimanjaro, they went on safari and they ended their trip with on the beautiful island of Zanzibar. You remember yep. them talking oh, yes. about that? Oh, yes. And the, the scene that they explained, it would be like something that you would script for a beautiful proposal. They had dinner at this hut on the beach and there were all these candles and pillows and for the first time on the trip it was just the two of them and yet in the middle of this incredible setting joe looks to siobhan and says this would be a perfect place to get engaged but we're not <laughs> <laughs> so yet again i mean you've got to uh, i guess admire his forthrightness in a sense um but anyway so they talked about that and laughed about it and he said in 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 his defense, he hadn't spoken yet to her mother or to her brothers, yep. and he admitted that the conversation should probably have happened before they went to Africa. Mm -hmm. um, he also didn't have a ring, which yep. didn't seem to bother Siobhan too much. <laughs> she was fine to adjust. <laughs> but um, Joe ended that part of our of their, their retelling of their story by saying he admittedly blew it. Those were his words. And then they fast-forwarded <clears throat> Excuse me, to January of 2004 when... For Siobhan's birthday, she thought they were going to New York, but Joe surprised her by taking her to Ireland instead for a long right, weekend right. where she met Joe's family. And ultimately, Ireland in Ireland was when they got engaged mm -hmm. at, at closing time in a pub in Dublin. <laughs> and Siobhan said that um, there were many glitches in Joe's plan. I guess the cousins and the family ended up wanting to be with them when they were supposed to go on a private walk. And 
So you can see there's just a lot of elements here for what would look like a, a beautiful storybook engagement, but then a lot of things that kind of got in the way of that too, right? Yeah. I, and I, I think ultimately they got married and they sat before us and were just a lovely couple, three three oh, boys later, right. very involved. And we'll we'll talk about all of that. But yeah, yeah. It's you know, there are two things from yeah. what you already said. There are two things for me that I thought we should point out. Yeah. One is that, you know, a healthy couple is one that can deal with the curveballs that, that life throws at you. Amen because we, we plan everything, but life never goes according to plan. And I think they already showed at the beginning of their friendship and relationship that they could deal with those things. And that is a very healthy sign. Exactly. The, the, exactly. Second, the second thing is that they started as friends. You know, I have seen this over and over again. When a mm. couple starts with friendship, and then moves into romance, it somehow seems to work better. Because, because you know, when you are a friend, you don't have to put on a show. Exactly. You don't have to present yourself in a certain way. But when you are starting romantically, you know, sometimes we don't necessarily show our true self. Anyhow, I think we need to take our first break already, Sandy. Sounds good. So don't touch the dial. We'll be back. neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about ongoing efforts to safely reopen churches and schools. We'll take you to a drive-in mass, one of the more creative ways to worship during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'll hear from our new priests, men who were recently ordained to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100.
Welcome back to Built on the Rock. This is Father Brito Bergmans at the studio at the Archdiocese and our co-host Sandy talking to us from our home. So Sandy, we were just uh, completing telling the story of Shivan and Joe and I think it's good to now break apart some of the lessons that they taught us. What do you think? Yes, and you already mentioned the importance of a couple being able to deal with the curveballs life throws our way. Yeah. So I think it's important to recognize that many people, and I can relate to this um, uh, very much, many of us like to have plans. We kind of like to map out what, what things should look like, what we hope things would look like. But it's so important that we have flexibility within those plans because how often do things go according to our schedule, right? Yep. I think, so that, yeah, I think people ahead. should realize that you and I don't plan our life, right. but there is somebody up there who plans our life. Exactly. And he knows exactly. what is best for us. Exactly. So moving forward from that, I think as we spoke with them um, about what their life looks like now, you know, the three children we mentioned, the three young boys, mm -hmm. 10, 12, and 13 years old, that alone creates an incredibly busy schedule. And then add to that um, what both Joe and Siobhan are involved with. I was actually trying to do the math, and it just didn't compute. I don't know how they accomplish all of these things at this phase of their life. But Siobhan being deeply involved with the school, being president yes. of the school board, Joe says, you know, in addition to his day job, which is already a full-time commitment, he is also the chairman of the board for his high, his former high school. He does work with Big Shoulders, with yep. Catholic Extension. Mm -hmm. And Siobhan even mentioned that he coaches as well. Yep. So how do they do all of this? Um, it's just, I guess it was very apparent how important involvement was to Joe and Siobhan, both for themselves and for their children and for their community, right? Oh, I can tell you as the pastor, I mean, I rely on good people like Shivan and Joe. Imagine a parish like mine, how could we run without all the volunteers? Especially now, think about the pandemic. You know, how many volunteers right. we need even to keep the church open. Right. To do all the things we need to do, the masses, the sacraments, the funerals. I mean, we need people to be involved. And so I'm very grateful to people like Joe and Siobhan. But what I really want to point out is that it goes both ways. Yes. It is good for the marriage, and it is good for the community, and both win out at the end. You know, Sandy, that reminds me of a story that I remember reading years ago. You remember Lady Diana and Prince Charles getting married? Oh, of I don't course, know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. I was very young at the time, of course. And... Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I think the marriage was celebrated by the Archbishop of Canterbury in, mm -hmm. in St. Paul's Cathedral in London. And during his homily, he said something, and I've always remembered. He said something like this. Of course, I'm paraphrasing his words. He said, a married couple should not only look inside the marriage, but they should learn to look outside the marriage. Mm. Mm. See, God does not bring you together just for the two of you. And that is why children are important. And I always tell couples, you can only look at each other obsessively only for so long. Hmm. You, you need to eventually turn the gaze towards the third person, the child that is the embodiment of your love. If a marriage is not outward directed, 
it becomes stagnant. Mm. And I think so. The whole idea of community involvement is so important. Couples right. that are involved, I think they have a better marriage. Not to the detriment oh. of their own time for each other, but being able to balance that. And it is right. also an important lesson to teach your children how it is important to give. So, right. Don't right. you think? I do. And I just want to highlight when you talk about this uh, community involvement, some some couples are blessed with children. Um, and that becomes I know, I know, like, of course. Yeah, for me personally, that has been like my primary mission field is my, absolutely, my boys. Absolutely, absolutely. That is your first duty, of course. Right. But then for the couples that maybe don't have children, there is that outward community where you can make that impact. So for Joe and Siobhan, actually, they have both. Yep. They have quite the community at home between the five of them. But then they also focus beyond that to the external community. And what I loved, if you remember, Siobhan had mentioned, and it gets to a point you just made, she had said that she, that she and Joe want to make their community the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. how much they love their community and they yep. want to make it the best they can be. So to your point, not only does that involvement reap blessings upon them and their family, but they want to give that back to the community as well. And when you can do that simultaneously, mm-hmm. what an incredible, what an incredible situation. Right? Exactly, exactly. But I, I think, Sandy, every couple, every family can get involved in some way. It's not that, you know, I mean, there are some who can do more, some who can do sure. less. Sure. I mean, you encourage your boys to be Eagle Scouts. You have encouraged your boys to give it to the parish. Like, I know they are, Brian is, is an usher. You know, Zach was an altar server. Brian was an altar server, right? So there mm-hmm. are many ways we give. And it's a very important lesson to teach our children that in right. our Catholic Christian faith, it's about caring about the others. Right. And that's and on a that very point, important lesson. Right. And on that point, Joe had stressed how that involvement, even though you might think it's it's a lot of time taken away from the relationship, distractions, however you might want to see that, Joe talked about how that brought them closer together. And he talked about them having the sole purpose. And I have to think about it, which sole purpose? Like the sole purpose, their their purpose of contributing, sure, their main purpose, but it's also a deeper sole purpose. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> S-O-U-L. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. He talked then about how they have this identical faith and this common mission, mm-hmm. and that's what they want their their life to look like and their family to look like. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful how yes. you know they draw from their faith. I mean, both yes. Irish Catholics, they're very strong, and they have that sense of identity that comes from their Catholic faith. Right. Okay, right. Sandy, we have to take another break, so we'll be back. Okay.
There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Welcome back to Built on the Rock. I am Father Brito. I am with our co-host Sandy on the phone. And we are talking about our interview with uh, Joe and Siobhan Howe that happened in February. And uh, we are just trying to draw some wonderful lessons from their own marriage for our couples that are listening. So Sandy, so we talked about community. What, what, what other lessons do you think uh, we can share with our listeners? Well, I have to smile when when I think of their answer to the question, what makes your marriage work? Do you remember what Siobhan came back with immediately? She came back with the answer. She said hum- humor, but humor. she also said, I am married to the greatest guy in the world. Okay, that did come out in their conversation. Yes, that's true. And, and that does get to a separate point. Um, so there's two points in that, yeah. just the importance of humor and even um, with the humor, along with that, was just a sense of playfulness between the two of them. Uh-huh. Did you even see that when we interviewed oh, them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were laughing a lot together. They were smiling a lot. It was, a, I it know, was wonderful. That sense of playfulness. That's a yeah. nice word. That's a nice word. See, it I, is, and it struck me, because not all of us are comedians, and not all of us... No, I'll, you don't I'll have to be a comedian. You are exceptional at telling Sandy, jokes. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> many people have a mistaken notion of what is humor. That's what I'm trying to say. Sense of humor is seeing reality in its absurdity. Yeah. And not taking things too seriously. Seriously, exactly. Laughing at our own mistakes. Understanding how limited we are. You know what I mean? Right. Because too many people take life too seriously. I mean, I think just like they were ready to roll with the punches, you know, deal with the curveballs. Mm-hmm. You learn to laugh at things. Yes. And that's very important. And also you have to laugh together. It's not good when one person is laughing, the other person is mad. That is not a good sign. Right, right. 
you know, a because sense of humor my, yeah, on both sides. Yeah, my joking should not make you mad. Then right. it is wrong. That means that is not a good joke. <laughs> and when we discussed that, that's where Joe came back and said, Siobhan dishes it out as, as good as anybody. So, again, that playfulness between the two of them, it was, it just, life is hard, right? We oh, talked yeah. about that earlier. The crosses, I mean, the curveballs, these all come our way. And if we can deal with them with some bit of levity, um, boy, does that make life a lot easier, doesn't it, Father? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's second, for all of us. Yes, yes. And the second point in what you just said earlier was, I, I, it's just so important, I want to highlight it separately, was just the, the affirmation that they expressed oh. the, towards each other. Like, yes, that comment was beautiful when it just came out of Siobhan's mouth that she married the greatest man in the world. And um, it was just beautiful. But even, did you notice, when, when they were talking about their involvement, and, and they both have a lot to to talk about, a lot to boast about, if you will. Um, but they didn't talk about themselves. Joe talked about Siobhan's involvement <laughs> and all that she gives to the community. Yeah. And Siobhan talked about all that Joe does. So there was a sense of even humility on either of their parts, but they chose to talk about the other and in doing so affirmed the, the other person in the relationship. I thought that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I always tell my couples as I prepare them for marriage, one of the most important things in the marriage is appreciation. Yes. You know, we have talked about the love languages, that yes. affirmation is so important in marriage. And sometimes as you get older and older in marriage, the tendency is to take the other person for granted. Mm. And you remember more what the other person does to annoy you rather than <laughs> the things that made you fall in love with this person. So I always encourage couples who have been married for 30, 40, 50, 60 years to go back and rediscover the romance, mm -hmm. rediscover the playfulness, the appreciation, the positivity in the marriage. See, we waste, too many couples waste too much time being critical, finding fault, putting down each other. You don't need to marry somebody for them to do that to you. You need your, <laughs> spout, you need your spouse to support you, encourage you, motivate you, and that's how you do by appreciating each other. Right. Don't you think so? Right. How many couples in our spouses crave for that? And right. they get disappointed. Okay. Very true. Sandy, I think we are coming to the end of our show. We just have a couple of minutes. So any closing thoughts, Sandy? Well, I mean, as you know, we'd like to conclude with a, with a prayer. Right. Um, and it just takes me back to what you talked about at the beginning of our show, how we just celebrated the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Yes. And that recognizes that, that the instrument of salvation is a cross. Yep. It's not a crown. It's not a throne. It is a simple cross. And what does that cross symbolize for us? Well, yes, the suffering that Jesus had done. But what benefit can come from our suffering, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So the cross is so, a sign of hope. Yep. Yes, a sign of hope. And so I think it also, though, in, in today's time, in a very real way, we can relate to that cross, right? Mm -hmm. This world is suffering. This right. world is suffering deeply, and we have been for some time. Right. Um, so I would actually like to conclude with, with a, a prayer. prayer. Yes, for, let's yeah, do with that. A prayer for perseverance for all of us during this time. Yes, Okay, so here we go. Oh God, our rock of safety and our shelter in stormy times, listen to our cries and calm our fears 
Help us to persevere through these difficult days with renewed faith, with trust in your compassionate care, and with the patience to hold on until a better day dawns. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Until the next time, may God keep you safe. God bless you. And goodbye. Sandy, until the next time. Until the next time. Bye-bye.